Hello and welcome back to Project 99. It is November 20th, somehow, 2021. Can't believe this year is almost over. I, I still, for some reason, think it's like 2019. I know, like sometimes I write the date on stuff and I do that. Write like a weird, like super old date and I'm like, whoa. Is it like PTSD or something? I can't <laughs> wrap my head around that's about to be 2022. Mm-hmm. Just not settling, so... It feels like you woke up from a bad two-year dream. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Um, so obviously this week there's been a lot in the news, but mostly everyone's talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that, you know, these trials of Rittenhouse and um, the Georgia Three uh, are happening at the same time, you know? It's like, uh, what's the coincidence? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, as more and more of these incidences happen. <laughs> I know, but like there's, a, you know, the court system because you work in the legal field and it's like there's all these delays and there's different court. Pro- I mean, it's just like a lot of things go into how long it takes to get something to trial. So the fact that these cases came at the same time is pretty crazy. It's almost like it's orchestrated. <laughs> I think that Ghislaine Maxwell trial is about to start, too. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about her last week because I'm like, I oftentimes will go back and think about old things that were like super in the media and then they just went blank, like just blinked out. Mm-hmm. And she was one of them because um, it was like all about Ghislaine and trying to think that she was going to be the key to unraveling all this, the secrecy and whatever. And it's like then she... <laughs> But she's kind of like Julian Assange, only like the dark side of it. Like they locked her up because she knows too much. Because yeah. seriously, like how long has this, this bitch has been in jail longer than people who've been proven to be pedophiles have been in jail. Like look how many, how many pedophiles like live around you on your block. It's like scary. It's staggering. And I live next to a school. I mean, yeah. And a lot of them don't even go to jail for like very long at all. And she's been in there longer than most of them have been in jail. So it's obviously a political issue. Like, they want her in there because she knows stuff, and they want to know what it is, and they're torturing her till they get the information out of her. I don't feel bad for her. I'm just saying, like, it's completely ridiculous the length of time but, but between waiting for a trial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that always confused me. I was actually just reading an article about a man who was, like, accused of stealing a backpack or something that waited in jail for three years for a trial. Yeah. And, um eventually ended up committing suicide because of the, his time in jail messed yeah. him up and but he was found not guilty right but st- he still lost Isn't three years great? of his life yeah. so i'm like wow just goes to show that the justice right. system works differently in these different cases uh, especially these high profile cases but um yeah kyle rittenhouse uh i have to say that i was sh- i was i was shocked that they came back with a not guilty verdict i thought what would happen is uh that he would be found guilty and the, the judge would declare a mistrial nope i never thought he was gonna be found guilty but i also didn't look at the jurors first of all the judge i think everybody knows was completely right wing he was so biased yeah he, he you know from the very first ruling about um well, i don't know if it was the first ruling but the ruling about not allowing the um you know allowing the victims to be referred to as looters and rioters but not as victims but not as victims like why do you feel a need to structure the language is a jury stupid or you just want to manipulate them like they're smart enough to figure it out you know but if you slant everything 
in Kyle Rittenhouse's favor, obviously, you know. Plus, he's white. Plus, he's a young kid. You know what I mean? Young, baby-faced-looking kid. Although, I do have to say that, you know, his acting was completely ridiculous and over the top. Like, I don't know how the jury bought any of that. I mean, even if, um, I don't know, even if you're, like, sympathetic to his cause, like, you can't see that that was fucking fake. I mean, it was so staged. And, of course, it, like, the blubbering was, like, over the top because... Think about it. Your life is about to be fucking over if you don't convince these people that you deserve sympathy. So right, I'm sure it's, it's he super, mustered it up just like method acting, but it really wasn't even good. It's super hard to believe that he has, I mean, any sympathy at all or any regret over what he did when he was when he was on probation waiting mm-hmm. for trial, was in a bar drinking right, uh, underage, wearing a shirt that says free as fuck and mm-hmm. doing a white supremacy symbol while right. posing for pictures. Like, there's With really, Proud Boy members. Yeah, there's really just no believing any of that bullshit no. at all. Well, and, you know, certain things, certain things come to be through happenstance. So, for example, before all this happened, I think he was just an idiot kid who was misguided. His parents... Funny how they they've the the news media the right wing news media has excoriated all the victims as being pedophiles. They've dug into their past and found any yeah you know what's crazy about that that they do it every single time that the right winger kills somebody. Those victims um never got to see or those quote unquote victims who they're making out as pedophiles, et cetera, et cetera. I guess we'll never know that since they don't get to stand trial. Well, for their they're crimes. looking at their, they're looking at legal documents that they were convicted of certain things, and <laughs> you know, aside from that fact, you know, you just like they did with George Floyd and everybody else, they want to demonize the victim so that it's easier for the public to see the right winger side of it because they're like, well. You know, maybe, maybe if it wasn't 100% justified, but they were scumbags anyways. Like, that's the whole logic of it. And, right. it, and, and it's very effective. Uh, doesn't hold up for me at all. No, I mean, but I, it's very I don't have effective. a lot of sympathy um, for those, the people that were killed, especially if it is true about the guy being a pedophile or whatever. But it's, it's, it has zero to do with emotion for me. Like, you killed someone. Right. That, well, that's what you're on trial for. It has nothing to do with what your victim has done in the past. If it's not relevant to the incident, then I don't that's, fucking care. That's, a, that's amazing because you know what? They want, the jury wants you to completely forget everything that Kyle Rittenhouse did up until like two seconds before he murdered somebody. They want you to forget that he made a decision to come there, that he made a decision to carry a firearm he wasn't legally allowed to have. They, they want you to forget all of these things up until the fact that he felt like he was being attacked. And right. so that's justified for him to kill. Just like George Zimmerman. They want you to forget the fact that he was playing neighborhood watch guy, wannabe cop. They want you to forget all the things he did up until he attacked. He basically terrified Trayvon Martin. So when Trayvon Martin tried to defend himself, it gave him, quote, justifiable reason to kill him. And that's the pattern that we're seeing here is that you know, people on the right want to have the ability to do absolutely everything under, under, quote, freedom. No matter how stupid it is, no matter how, how provo- provocative it is, they want to be have the freedom to do all of these ridiculous things. And then when they encounter somebody and that person is defending themselves, then they say they have a right to kill them. And I, I just don't understand that, how that's even... If a person who's in a situation like 
what Ahmed Aubrey experienced or what um, Kyle Rittenhouse's victims experienced. If that person had survived and could claim that they had a right to defend themselves, right? then the person who killed them should not be allowed to use self-defense as a fucking defense. Because the person that you were pointing a gun at had a right to defend themselves. Ahmed Aubrey, when he was chased down by three men in a truck, two of them with guns, had a fucking right to defend himself. And because defending himself when he was unarmed led to his death, now the people that killed him get to claim self-defense, and that's total bullshit. Just how I feel about it. I can't. I'm nervous about this case. Um, From what I understand, it's an all-weight jury, which I don't think is going to help. Oh, you mean the other guys? The other three guys? And the Ahmed 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 Aubrey case. As far as I understand it, I've been watching it on court TV, but they go back, they were going back and forth between the Rittenhouse trial and the Ahmed Aubrey case, but as far as I understand, it's an all-white jury, and I I just, I I keep thinking to myself, like, even the best defense attorney is not going to be able to get those people off. It's just not going to happen. There's no way. I mean, once you see the video of that truck chasing him down, I mean, it's clearly, like, something out of a fucking horror movie. Right. The man is being hunted for fucking jogging. Yeah. And doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. He, he's being hunted for being black. That's Basically, that's what it yeah. is. And mm-hmm. it's just like disturbing in every way possible. Um, so I don't know how they could let those guys walk. But I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't agree with Kyle Rittenhouse walking at all. Uh, but I understand the defense attorney and the argument that he used. I mean, this is what attorneys do. You know what I mean? And you can judge them by more character or not. But that's, you know. This is the justice system we have, and everybody's entitled to a defense. Defense attorneys just have to yeah, do the best job they can. And um, Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney did that, and, um, you know, he was being chased. I mean, I just, I see how he spun it. You know what I mean? I can see how he was given the tools to make that defense. But the Ahmed Aubrey case, I'm like, I don't even know what the best defense attorney could right, argue there. Right. I mean, it's kind of like the difference between... You know, the Jacob Blake shooting and, you know, the nine minutes that um, Chauvin had his knee on George Floyd's neck. It's like the difference between that. Like, there in every single case, there are individual circumstances. But I feel like you also have to consider, and I guess, and I realize a jury can't consider because it's not part of their instructions. But, you know, this sets a precedent um, that if you're, you know, a gun-toting vigilante... And you take it upon yourself to go to some place where there's a bunch of chaos and um, the right-wing media deems you to be the good guy, that you can shoot people, even people trying to disarm you who are not armed. You know, in another situation, a person who jumps up and tries to disarm a bad guy is a fucking hero, Right. Um, but in this case, because the Kyle Rittenhouse fell into the right wing people's narrative, he was the hero, not the mass shooter. And the people trying to disarm him were somehow because they were quote Antifa or like the other side. All of a sudden, everything is completely colored by that. Like I tried to look at the fact that, okay, Kyle Rittenhouse is young. He obviously had some kind of obsessive thing with the police. That kid, I mean, is... He, that kid's been brainwashed by his surroundings. Yeah, I mean, and I, I do feel have bad that, for that I feel bad that he's been duped, but at the same time, I feel like 
you know, he got, he got brought into this whole narrative because he's a cop worshiper. And, um, you know, interestingly, the right wing media wants to go into all the backgrounds of all the, the victims, but they didn't go much into the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse's dad was charged with domestic battery of his mom. I guess he struck her or something when Kyle was like four years old. And they ended up getting a divorce, but no one ever mentions his dad. Now, I guess his dad lives in Kenosha. His mom um, obviously lives in Illinois. But, you know, and people saying, well, he crossed state lines. I mean, we crossed state lines to go to the grocery store. Right. So he actually went less of a distance than the than than Rosenbaum did to, to be in the place they were in. And no one was saying, well, Rosenbaum shouldn't have been there. I mean... All those things aside, I just think the bringing of a weapon into a chaotic situation, and the same thing was going on up up in uh, the no-go zone, remember, up in um, Washington. And um, what did they call that? Remember when they had the town? Where um, they yeah. <laughs> like it I was don't remember a thing. what they called it. But um, it was like a cop-free zone or something where they just... Uh, basically decided call that they were going to rule themselves right but anyway um you know people go into that situation trying to be trying to police the area but the thing was there was more of those people than there were the the right-wing people i don't know it's just i think it it makes no sense to me um as a gun owner if, if you go and I just feel like if you take your gun and you walk into it, you know, it's because you're going to shoot somebody. Right. Well, OK, so <laughs> it's like your brother think, and I had this argument. Soldiers take guns into battle thinking, mm-hmm. well, I'm not really going to use this unless right. I have to. No, they don't. Right. Yeah. So your brother and I had this argument and it started out with him saying, OK, but you have to look at the argument from the other side. And the right wing loves to use slippery slope arguments. Oh, my God. Like, if you allow this, then the next False thing you know. Right. Well, they made a mistake doing this because, like, what's going to happen, uh, you know, next time there's any kind of riot or protest or anything and Antifa shows up with weapons and the right wingers come after them. And then, we, sh- you know, an Antifa member shoots a well, some right wing conservative and it's gang like members and murderers self-defense like be, no. i mean they've set a precedent though and, and a good a defense attorney would argue that you, they're going to use this case as precedents now and the other side can use it and i don't know why they don't see that i just feel like it's going to turn into the wild wild west because people on the left are like wow maybe it's time that we arm ourselves and uh <laughs> try this written house defense out you know mm-hmm. which i wouldn't suggest to anyone because i honestly think that in america you really only have to be two things people are like oh if you're rich white conservative no you don't even have to be all those things the only two things you got to be is white and i think conservative mm-hmm. that's that's really it mm-hmm. i mean people have to identify with you you know what i mean yeah um for example the boy that had the affluenza defense i don't think people identified with him because most people aren't fucking rich so you know what i mean he was kind of like put out there as like and demonized and people like went all in for it because they're like nobody else is is how can anybody else use it we can't use that as a fence so we couldn't relate to that kid you know what i mean he was easy to hate (laughs) i just think kyle rittenhouse got the same uh kind of people looked at him in the same way like remember that brock turner case yeah of course you know the women in the jury look at him like well that could be my son you know i mean it's just and then men look at it like well that could be me Mm -hmm. i mean it's just a young white male you know right (laughs) identifying with the thing so 
kind of another thing I wanted to kind of bring into this whole argument, and I did hear Eric Sawwell say mention it today, but um, there's an overall, um, there's a definite overall trend in the Republican Party now towards advocating violence. And, you know, January 6th, when it happened, initially, there were some Republicans that was like, whoa, like, this is way too far. Like, this should never have happened in America, blah, blah, blah. But then all it took was for, um, you know, Trump to spin it and to call them to heal and make them come and kiss the ring. And they quickly realized that, all right, well, we're not going anywhere if we don't get on board with this talking point that it really wasn't that bad. <clears throat> so they minimized it. That's the first thing they did. They started to minimize the violence. And now we have Gosar putting these videos out of him killing AOC. He got censured for that, too. Right, which he gets censured. But now the Republicans are saying, well, this is a... Um, tyrannical democratic government that doesn't believe in freedom of speech right i knew they were going to go that route but as soon as we get control we're going to do the same thing it's terrible and evil what they're doing it's un-american but as soon as we're in power we're going to do the same thing to them this also wanted me to it made me want to bring up a case which i'm pretty sure i talked about before on our podcast of centoya brown i don't know if you're familiar with this um, she was released in 2019 after serving 15 years in prison for murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was sentenced to 51 years. And at the time, she was a 16-year-old girl who mm-hmm. had been sold into sex trafficking or put into sex trafficking by uh, an abusive boyfriend that she was with. And she ended up killing a man, which she claims was self-defense, who had just solicited her for sex, a 43-year-old man when she was 16 years old. And she said that when she killed him, she just felt like that was her only opportunity to to get out. I mean, and to to enact any kind of self defense. And they sentenced her to fifty one years. Right. Um. And it wasn't until celebrities started picking up on it and demanded for her case to be relooked at, and and that she got ended up getting released. Mm-hmm. That somebody picked it up. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I just I look at this Kyle Rittenhouse case, and I'm like, I think uh a lot of women who are sitting in prison with a self-defense, you know, um, defense mm-hmm. that ended up getting sentenced anyway with like a word <laughs> right. about this fucking case. Like, you know, there, there's been far more solid circumstances of self-defense that people have gone to jail for than this. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, our justice system is just so, I, I don't know. Someone recently told me, too, that they, you know, they were like, oh, you should go to law school. You'd be, you'd be really good in law school, blah, 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 going on about it. And um, I just couldn't because I feel like for a country of, quote, unquote, law and order, really none of, none of what the law says really matters. No, it doesn't. It, it It's really just based on um, who you are. a judge mm-hmm. and what the judge's opinion is mm-hmm. and 12 random strangers. Right. You know, it it has nothing. You can go in as an attorney and argue every single, like, you could argue case law. You can argue. Yeah, you can, you can make so many good arguments and bring up like, no, this is what the law states, but we don't sentence people based on what the law states. No. Well, did you um, know that Kyle Rittenhouse's um, legal team, that they hired a jury expert? (coughs) 
to study the jury's reaction to certain things and give them advice as to how to proceed. Yeah, that's a real thing. And um, I guess she worked on uh, the O.J. Simpson case or some other high-profile case she worked on where it was uh, she's very successful at what she does. But, I mean, you know, if you got to hire somebody to study the jury and try to change your argument based on what reaction you're getting from the jury, like, what does that have to do with facts? But you're right. It's all about emotion. It's about you know, making the jury relate to the defendant. And I wonder how those jurors are going to feel when um, they see the video of Kyle Rittenhouse saying that he wished he had a gun so he could murder looters because they weren't allowed to see that video. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, apparently before all this had happened, he was talking about wishing that he was at a place where there were looters so he could, and wishing he had a gun so that he could just kill the looters and that was suppressed like what the <laughs> fuck like that goes to his state of mind absolutely absolutely shows and provocation yeah i mean so that he went there wanting to provoke the situation so he could do exactly what he you know did said <laughs> that he wanted to do yeah seems like planned and followed through right so i wonder how they're gonna feel when they you know, hear that. I've got to find out, too, what the, the, <clears throat> the specs on the jury was, just just out of curiosity. Well, I'm sure they'll come out and talk about it. And interestingly, too, the judge banned MSNBC from the somehow courtroom. Somehow I feel like if it's a group of middle-aged white men and women that they're just going to look at him like, well, that could be my kid. And it's in, you know, Wisconsin, which heavy red state. <clears throat> I just have a feeling that that's what it's going to come out as. And probably more women than men, I feel like. Yeah, it was more women than men. Oh, was for it? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like you're looking at him like, well, that could be my son. My son has a gun. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I get that feeling. Yeah. I guess for those of you, um, well, we've been going on about 20 minutes now. I don't think that there's anybody in the country that doesn't know about the Rittenhouse case. But a, a quick rundown of it is was, there was a shooting of a man named Jacob Blake. who, And he didn't die. He was just wounded, he right? He was paralyzed. Paralyzed, yeah. Mm -hmm. But he did not die by a police officer. Because the police officer thought he might have a knife in his vehicle. Didn't see a knife, but thought he might have a knife and shot him like seven times so totally unjustified um and actually <clears throat> i did did his family end up suing the police department uh, i believe there's some kind of action going on um now in in that case they were called there for a domestic incident and when he jacob Blake was trying to get into the vehicle um there were children in the car so i mean believing that a person is mentally unstable may have a weapon in the car is about to get in a car with children you know i mean I wouldn't say it's totally unjustified, but I'm just drawing a, a, a link between how many times a police officer has shot a black person because they suspect or think that a cell phone or that something is a weapon when it's not. But Kyle Rittenhouse, they were called to the scene of an active shooter, white male, carrying an assault rifle in a green t-shirt. And you clearly see the video of him walking past the officers headed to the scene with his hands in the air, and nobody even stops to fucking talk to him. So, you know what I mean? Like, he claims he was trying to turn himself in, but... The Jacob Blake thing never made any sense anyway, because if you think he has a knife, then what's stopping you from just tasing him? Like, non-lethal force. I, 
It just makes no sense to me. But anyway, so they were uh, there were protests. The protest in Kenosha came out of the Jacob Blake shooting. Right. And that is where Kyle Rittenhouse um, committed these murders. And I mean, like I said, um, there is something to be said about he, he crossed eight lines. It was they said it was about a 30 minute drive from where he lived. So it's not like he was out there protecting his own neighborhood. And at one point he was in a video saying that he was protecting this business or whatever that alluded to some fact that he was asked to be there. And the business owners uh, overwhelmingly denied that they did not ever ask him mm-hmm. to come there and guard the property. I guess property. it was some social media post or something that they put out saying that, you know, they were concerned about their businesses and it was he randomly like took it upon himself. Like it wasn't like in any way direct communication to him to protect my business. Right, right. And um, I don't know what initially started it, but I know that one of the people who ended up being killed in the incident threw like a plastic bag or something at him. And the other one that was killed tried to hit him with a skateboard. Did hit him, I think, with a skateboard. After um, he had already shot somebody. He shot someone and they thought he was an active shooter. Like that's pretty much, yeah. Right. So, I mean, the first shooting... I'm gonna, and I don't know, I watched the video too and they're like, oh, well, the man lunged at him and in the video, it looks like there's still a solid like five or six foot between him and Kyle Rittenhouse when he <laughs> fires the shot. So, I mean, I don't know. To me, that seems insane. Uh, mm. Maybe the second shot after he falls on the ground and turns around and shoots, shoots the second guy who was mm-hmm. trying to disarm him, I can see how maybe that played out in self-defense, except for, you're right, he was a fucking active shooter and this guy was trying to disarm him. And if this was a different situation, I mean, if Kyle Rittenhouse were a young Middle Eastern looking man, we would be hailing the guy who who died trying to disarm him as a hero. You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, Race plays into all these 100%. things. 100%. All these things. And, you know, you've got Fox News who um, through the daytime has their morning shows that aren't horrendously offensive i've watched them a little bit but then you got your nighttime you know talking heads like tucker carlson who's constantly race baiting um and you've got um uh who's the woman on there um laura ingrams she's a hater um and and it's just like i said the pervasive attitude of the republican party has become more and more violent since Trump and Trump didn't cause it but he gave them kind of an idol to coalesce around and um I've been reading this book called uh Hitler Germans and the Final Solution by Ian Kershaw and um it's a really fascinating book and it talks about the evolution of the Third Reich from kind of a psychological perspective and it talks about how um you know Stalin was a dictator and Hitler was a dictator, but Hitler became like a cult celebrity and he kind of embodied the movement. It became all about Hitler and what he wanted. Whereas Stalin was more of like a bureaucrat and there were other competing dictators, like secondary people under him that might want to take his position someday. Um, And... So there was kind of like always this criticism of Stalin from his people around him, like, well, I could do a better job. You know what I mean? But with Hitler, it was like he was ordained the leader of the movement the same way that 
Trump is ordained the leader of the GOP. <clears throat> and he talks about once that cult mentality happens where you have like a leader that espouses these certain thoughts and people become devoted to that leader and want to emulate their behavior, how that movement is so much more powerful than like a Stalin type dictator because it's self-motivating. People in a cult are self-motivated. They want to please the Fuhrer. And you see that with Trump. They want to please him. They all want to grovel at his feet and and get a pat on the head from him. Yeah, it's super weird watching it um, not in any conservative circle because I'm just like, uh, bro, like I get it. I have daddy issues too. But like, <laughs> this is like next level shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Especially because they're willing to throw away longstanding careers. Yeah. Money. Their spouses. Everything. They're willing to throw everything in the trash for Trump. He has that kind of idolistic quality to them that Hitler had to his subordinates. And you see like this little circle of people around him, just like the Mark Meadows and, you know, the, the people that are basically the biggest ass kissers, the way that Hitler had, you know, his little orbit of people around him. And like I said, the, the power structure, the way it works is extremely similar. And like the book talks about how um, originally Hitler talked about Jews in a, he was always talked about them negatively, but in the beginning he talked about them as these, you know, the bankers, the controllers of the world finance, you know, that whole trope about um, Jews being in control of everything, right? It wasn't really the racial thing when he first started, like, his speeches, including, you know, derogatory things about the Jews. It was because they were in control of everything. It wasn't until later that it morphed into this racial hygiene thing and the whole idea of Germany as being this pure country. It's kind of like this ideology kind of formulated solidified together over a period of years it wasn't like this was a doctrine that was set in stone and then Hitler just espoused it right it it came it came to be in a kind of organic way and the rulers of the little um, they call them gals which are like I guess counties or whatever and the the heads were like mayors but they called them gallators and they were in charge of their own districts. And when they started to decide they wanted to like get rid of the Jews, at first it was just like to get them out of the country. And there was all this talk about sending them to Russia. And if they went to Russia and starved and died or whatever, who cared? Just get them out, right? But then there were some of these Galileaders who decided that, you know, we've got too many Jews to move them all. And, you know, Hitler wants this, the country cleansed. And somebody came up with this idea of using them as like forced labor. So we're like, okay, well, we can rent out the Jews as labor and we can make a lot of money on them. They would be like slave labor, right? So that was a cool idea. And like everybody was into that. But then what do you do with the ones that are too old to work or like the kids? Like, what do you do with them? And that's when the first, you know, in the documents and letters going back and forth, um, 
where they first start talking about actually killing them. So it wasn't like right out of the gate, like let's build some places and like gas all these Jews. It was a, a formulated over time. So in certain provinces, they started using vehicles to gas the Jews. They would put them into these vans that had the fumes back feed into the vehicle. But then they were like, well, this isn't really happening fast enough. <laughs> and so, you know, the certain Galileiters that were the most ruthless in their ways to come up with efficient ways to kill Jews basically got promoted because of their ruthlessness, their sociopathy, their absolute cruelty, like they got promoted. And because the system was promoting that characteristic, that's what everybody started to emulate. So when people look at the Third Reich and they go, how in the hell did that shit happen? And you look at the videos of like just piles of bodies of, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands and millions of people that were slaughtered. You go, how did humanity allow this to happen? Well, I'm going to tell you how it happened. It happened through desensitization. It happened through promotion of sociopathy and violence um, and racism. And that's what's fucking happening right now in our country. There's a particular party who is espousing violence, who's desensitizing people, who are using racial terms, again, against like mostly immigrants, talking about them as uh, vermin and an infestation. I mean, these are words that are being thrown around on the right already. Where is this going to lead to? You know, if we don't get this shit under control, where is the right wing in this country going to lead us to? Another Holocaust? Because they are smart enough not to say Jew now. Now it's Democrats. Democrats are evil. Democrats are pedophiles. Democrats, they're demonizing the left and making it justifiable to kill people on the left. Can anybody else see where this is leading? I mean, does what 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 are your thoughts? You think I'm being too hyperbolic about it? I don't think so. I was looking too that the uh, just just in October they the Department of Justice chose to uh, not file civil rights charges against the officer who shot Jacob Blake. Um, he shot him seven times, six of the shots hit, and Jacob Blake uh, filed a civil suit saying that he used um, basically like over, you know, uh, excessive, like, force. excessive force, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they are saying they're not going to charge the officer with that. And, I, and I, I, don't how, I don't know how that could not be excessive force. It, and then they shot him in the back, too. Right. Well, and here's another thing, too. Like, people are like, well, they're... You know, he, and I even said this too about the kids in the car. Like, if you believe this person mentally unstable and by driving off with the kids in the car, he's putting them at risk. Shooting a gun into the car with the kids in the car is putting them at risk too. Like, how do you know one of these kids isn't seeing their dad being shot and lunges forward and gets shot in the head or something? Like, you're shooting a gun into a car and bullets ricochet. Right. It's not like they always just land inside of the person and don't, you know. Look what happened in the case of that movie set shooting. I mean, that's just a slam for him, you know, one in October and now this in November, just one after another. First, the officer that shot him is now not going to be charged with excessive force when he absolutely should be. What is seven shots? Seven fucking shots in the back? Mm -hmm. 
If you yeah. seriously, I mean, here we are again talking about how police need to be trained better. Mm-hmm. If you can't disarm somebody with a knife that isn't even in their hand, you know what I mean? With some kind of non-lethal force, but not, not only do you have to use lethal force, but seven fucking shots. Right. I mean, Jesus. I mean, as far as like the multiple shots go, I mean, I've been on both sides of that argument because if you have a firearm and somebody is and you're engaged in a life or death situation with a person or you believe you're in a life or death situation with a person and you shoot at them, it happens very quickly and you don't know whether your shot has hit them or not. And by the time you pause to figure out whether your first shot hit them, they could actually turn around and shoot you. Yeah, but it's like, when are we going to start holding people accountable for not living in reality? <laughs> well, the this thing guy is, did. It's not like Jacob Blake, you know, had a gun on him that was pointed at this officer. That's just right. not what happened. He had his back turned to him and he didn't see a weapon. Right. I think the biggest problem is trying to... Um, I mean, we have to stop like giving these officers use this defense right. like they thought their life was in danger. And it's like, can we 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 know that there's a racial bias. You can see it in the yeah, numbers. Right. So I'm like, when are we going to start trying to change this in some way? And, you know, I think that in these cities where it's overwhelmingly white and these cops have no training to get rid of their racial bias, they're not victims, but they need to be trained like listen we get you grew up in this this white completely white town and that you know influences in your life may make you think that people of a certain skin color hold some type of danger that white people don't but like this class is to teach you that that's completely wrong i mean have we not seen enough incidences of this that that this should be par for the course like just no police reform through all of this yeah i mean and then, you know, again, you have this whole concept of um, saying that you can't trust the government and therefore you have to arm yourself and you have to, you are now the police. You're the one responsible for policing your community because you can't trust the government. You can't trust the city police because they're under the control of a democratic mayor well that's the thing I mean, too, all if, this crazy if kyle rittenhouse worshiped the police like he did them why didn't he just let them do their job why did he need to be there <laughs> yeah i mean I it mean, makes no sense if you if you were a person that was just like oh the cops aren't going to protect people so i have to do it myself that might even be a, a state of mind i could understand but if you worship cops and you think that they like are capable mm -hmm. and don't need better <clears> training or etc cetera, etc cetera, then why do you need to be there well, he said that he did, I mean, this has been reported, that he didn't believe that the police were going to stop the looting or the burning or any of that. They were only going to intervene if it was somebody's life was in danger. The only argument that's come out of all of this that I don't like that I see the people on the left are using are the, um, you know, well, he shouldn't even have been there. Okay, and so it's this like, is a, now I started to talk about that because that's what me and your brother got involved in. Argument. I think that it was stupid for him to be there and that if he thought at any moment that he was going to have to use lethal force to defend himself, maybe he should have taken non-lethal force to defend himself or maybe stayed with a group of people or, yeah. but I also think that using that argument maybe, I don't know, I, I can see, 
I don't want that argument to branch off into the argument of like when a woman gets assaulted and it's like, right. well, why were you there? Right. Why did, right. where would you intentionally right. go to a bar by yourself? You know, it's dangerous. Right. I don't want it to spin <clears throat> into that. So when Jovi and I had this argument, I said to him, he's like, well, what then what if, what happens when I decide, okay, that I'm going to walk through this neighborhood at night and people say, well, it's a dangerous neighborhood you should have known better than to be there. And he's like, that's not really a good argument because I have a legal right to be there. Even if it's supposedly a dangerous neighborhood, I shouldn't be controlled by fear. Just like what you're saying about a female victim. I shouldn't be controlled by fear. And, you know, I should be free to walk through that neighborhood if I want to. I said, yes, I agree with you. And also, I think if you're going to walk through a dangerous neighborhood, it makes sense to be armed. However, if you're walking through that dangerous neighborhood, minding your own business with a firearm on your person and people attack you and try to rob you and you shoot them, you have an absolute right to defend yourself. Now, if you're walking through that same neighborhood and you see two guys standing in a doorway and they quote, look shady to you, or you think they might be breaking into a business and you decide to walk over and confront them. And then the two of them decide they can take you and they come after you and then you kill them. Not allowed. Right. Right. And he's like, well, I don't understand why. Isn't it my right to go over and talk to somebody? I said, but th- at that point, what you're doing is you're pretending you're a police officer. You're inserting yourself into a situation when you don't have fucking facts, which cops do enough of. Thank you very much. They make a lot of bad assumptions about what people are, they think people are doing. And I did security work. I know that you learn to watch people and you learn to notice when people are doing things that don't make any sense, but you can't just start shooting people or accusing people of shit. You got to get more information before you start acting on what you think is going on and going over and confronting people and accusing people is provocative and knowing that you have a firearm and going and doing something provocative is inviting danger. And I don't think people that do that should have a right to say, well, because there was two of them and I was armed and I, yeah, I provoked the situation, but when they attacked me, I shot them and killed them because I was defending myself. That's the difference. Yes, you can walk through a dangerous neighborhood at night. Yes, you can carry a firearm. And yes, if someone attacks you unprovoked, you can kill them. But you don't get to walk through a dangerous neighborhood at night with a gun and start policing it and start provoking shit. Because that's vigilantism. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I would agree. I mean, like I said, I I obviously don't think that uh, he should have gotten off with nothing. I think at the very least, um, they could have charged him with being in possession of a firearm illegally. Mm-hmm. You know, something. They could have charged him with something. Well, the judge or, dropped all those charges. Well, that's what I mean. And on the, on the second count... Um, you know, that that's what gets me, too, is I feel like the first shot that he fired off, like I said, from watching the video, they claim this guy was lunging at him, but there looks like there's plenty of space between them. Um, and his only crime at that point was throwing a plastic bag at him. So that, you know, I, I just don't see their defense for that. It's not like the guy had tackled him to the ground. Mm-hmm. The second guy, I can almost see how if you are on the ground and someone's charging towards you, that shooting that person would be in self-defense. But then, again, like you said, you have to take into account that at this point, this guy's an active shooter and the crowd is trying to mm-hmm. disarm him. 
And I so, think it would have been wholly different if he didn't have an AR-15. I'll tell you why. Because if when I carry my firearm, I'm not out there announcing to everyone that I have it. Right. Because it is only for myself defense i don't want anyone to know i have it because if someone attacks me then you know it's going to be an element of surprise and hopefully that it will scare them enough that they'll stop attacking me but if not you know it's there it's there to protect me yeah i absolutely but when you're toting around an ar-15 it's long over your it's, it's provoking it's provoking and and it's like uh uh it's intimidating it's meant to intimidate it's meant to, it, it, i just think you know, the guy that walked into a Walmart a week after there was a mass shooting with an AR-15 saying he just wanted to prove that he could do it. Everybody was like, that guy's a fucking asshole. But Kyle Rittenhouse goes into a riot with a AR-15 slung around him because he's a good Samaritan who went to clean off graffiti. First of all, isn't there any fucking graffiti in your neighborhood, Kyle? You had to go clear to Kenosha to clean off fucking graffiti. That's bullshit. But anyway... Well, the other thing I wanted to ask you about in our final 15 minute was, uh, you know, Steve Bannon got indicted and I was just reading an article that was published today about how he had turned himself in to Mm -hmm. the police Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody's celebrating like, oh, well, this will set a precedence for all the other people that aren't cooperating in our investigation for January 6th that they'll Mm -hmm. actually, you know, like Trump advisors and stuff, they'll actually come forward because they know that we're fucking not playing games. And I kind of had to laugh because I'm just like. Are we, are people really writing articles like shocked? Like, wow, if you actually follow through with the, with what we say we're going to do, like if you don't respond to the subpoena, we're going to arrest you. And then they actually do it. And we're like, look, it works. It's making other people mm-hmm. want to follow the law. Like, yeah, enforcing the law makes people follow it, you fucking morons. Yeah. This is not news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but here's the thing, though. Um, The thing is the blowback from it. So first of all, let's separate Steve Bannon from everybody else in the real world. Because Steve Bannon is uh, a psycho. And Steve Bannon, but he's a smart psycho. And um, the best thing that could happen for him is for him to get arrested. Because he wants to be arrested. He wants to be hung up on the cross like Jesus. Because he believes he's the reincarnation of some fucking... Knights Templar bullshit. He's a nutcase. And he's followed by a bunch of self-righteous, indignant, fucking old white men, and probably a bunch of young ass wipes who just think that, um, you know, he's the bee's knees. And if he gets arrested, oh my God, he's a martyr. That's well, what he they wants to do. They didn't, you know, drag him out of his home or anything. He no, turned himself in. he turned himself in, in but then, they, and they released him. But he, I think he's going to figure out some way to get, actually, get, he wants to go to jail. Because jail ain't going to mean a big thing for Steve. But it's going to make him so fucking famous. And he, he lives for that shit. He's a, he's a megalomaniac, just like Trump. That's why the two of them couldn't get along, couldn't share the White House. Because both of them are extreme megalomaniacs. And that's why Bannon ain't even mad that Trump fucking dismissed his ass. Threw his ass out. He ain't even mad about it. Because he still got his cult and Trump still got his cult and some of their cult overlaps and whatever. It's all good. But he wants, now the rest of them, now, now that's to Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon wants to be persecuted and hung on the cross. The rest of them, 
not so much. Because they have political desires. Steve Bannon's a podcaster. He ain't ever going to run for jack shit. So even if he gets convicted of a felony, he's a fucking hero like Ollie North is a hero, right? He's yeah. a cult hero. Politicians, you get a felony, that's going to fuck you up a little bit. So I don't know. It, and is it a misdemeanor? Because he was telling the news it's a misdemeanor from hell. But he's going to bring down the Biden administration because this is a misdemeanor from hell. I guess I didn't hear contempt that. Contempt of Congress is a misdemeanor? Let me see what it says here because they said they got him <clears throat> on two counts of contempt of Congress, but I don't know if that's a misdemeanor or a felony. Let me see. But isn't he already facing uh, fraud charges for that whole stealing money from the wall? The, You know about that, right? No. No, I don't. He was fundraising for Build the Wall down Trump's build the wall. He was like, private citizens are just going to donate and we're going to build the wall Oh, ourselves. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a fucking fraud. He was stealing money. <laughs> so he's... He, and, and that's another thing, too, about fascists, right-wingers fascists. It's all about the grift. The Trumps are class A grifters. Everything Trump ever did from failed Trump University to Trump stakes to Trump... Sh his hotels, his casinos, all of it is is cheese whiz and, and he he spray paints the cheese whiz gold and, and and acts like but it's all just it's all fake oh so it is a federal misdemeanor oh so it's a misdemeanor but but in any event um you know it's it's all about sucking money out of people and um that's how Trump's fundraising. He the, the January fifth, remember he or January sixth, he was talking about um, that he was going to fight in court these court battles over the the fraudulent election, all that. He needed money to fight, and people were donating tons of money to him. Where's all that money? Where all that money go? All the money that Sidney Powell raised, and all the money that um, Giuliani and all these people went around and filched from these right wing people. Where did all that money go? Because it didn't go to no legal shit because they lost every legal case they had. It's just grift. And the Nazis were fucking grifters. They were lazy, arrogant grifters. That's why they used the Jews for slave labor. If they were able-bodied, they used them for slave labor. So they could make money without working. When you look underneath of it all, it's all about... Getting something for nothing. Because fascists are lazy fucking grifters. Every one of them. From, and that includes your fucking uh, religious grifters. Like, all, 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 what's his name? Uh, Joel Osmond or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Olstein. Olstein. Fucking religious grifters. The, the uh, Tammy Faye Baker and her fucking grifter husband. It's all just all fucking grifters. They're just lazy, spoiled, rich people who want to funnel the wealth to themselves with, without lifting a finger. You know, and the Nazis used that whole, um, you know, inside of Berlin and places where the Jews had businesses. Let's not forget, they were competition for Aryan businesses. So they could just use the whole race thing to don't go buy from a Jew. So what does that do? It drives the business over to them for doing nothing. Now, I found it interesting that in the countryside where the Jewish 
cattle uh, ranchers, which you don't think of. Usually that's a profession for, you know, you don't think of that. But um, but there were Jewish cattle herders. Right? And the rural people who were predominantly Catholic, they um, got good deals from the Jews. And they treated them fairly. They give them credit, you know. They got along with them. So when the Nazis came out to these rural areas and tried to preach this anti-Jew shit, they were just like, dude, like, dirt, do we work good with them? <laughs> like, that racial hatred shit had no effect on these people. Why? Because they knew these people and they dealt with them and they were fair and had a good relationship as well. The Aryan uh, cattle people, uh, they never gave them credit. They charged them more for their for the cows. So they knew who was good to him and who wasn't good to him. So all of that racial shit went in the toilet when it didn't, af- when it, when it came to affecting people's business. I think that economic grievance, economic ties has a lot to do with it. I think that all the time and how people represent themselves in every level, in every situation, because it's, I mean, you see it all the time. People posting about, uh, different things, Karens and people in customer service getting treated like shit. And it's so funny to me that there's this trend where a lot of uh, conservative people, you know, the no one wants to work thing. They treat staff like shit. They blame people not wanting to work for the businesses taking forever to serve them as if it's the person who showed up for work's fault. Mm -hmm. Um, Makes zero sense in their argument. But um, I was thinking that today when I went to Walmart and... I never shop at fucking Walmart because they're not Union and Kroger is. So I always shop at Kroger. But I had to get my tires done. And there was, they don't, Kroger doesn't have that. And I was waiting to pick up my car. And there was this couple next to me that was just treating a lady behind the counter like fucking dog shit. And then like we, when we left the store, I see them get into their vehicle with like a fucking, I don't know. I guess I don't know that it was a Trump sticker. But it was a red bumper sticker of some kind of. 2020 on it but mm-hmm. i didn't see the name trump but i'm like what you want to bet you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's gotta be it's a mm-hmm. red bumper sticker that says 2020 on mm-hmm. it but um i just kind of thought like why don't those people who deal with the communities like that on a day-to-day basis see the difference i'll tell you why you know what i mean like Marks- how do you look at this person who's mm-hmm. and you think I mean, at some point doesn't it click in your head that like wow five out of the eight people that have come in here and screamed in my face today like we're definitely Republicans, like mm-hmm. either because they wear it on their shirt or you see the bumper sticker on their car when they leave or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know, thought you meant I, why do they do it? I, no, I mean, I get why they do it, but I, I guess it's just like, why hasn't society picked up on that yet? That the, a lot of these people that are treat lower class people or working people like shit, mm-hmm. you know, or, but I mean, I guess the, I don't see a lot of people on the left advertising that they're on the left. So maybe that's why people don't put two and two together. But I think that all the time is as a person, if I support somebody, like if I was like hardcore Bernie Sanders for president and I wore a Bernie shirt out, mm-hmm. I feel like my behavior is now a reflection right. of my endorsement of this You're person. Representing. So you think people who wore Trump hats or Trump shirts or advertised that they were like Republicans wouldn't openly treat people like fucking Why? dirt because then society would be like, no, you know, hey, isn't no. it weird that these people no. who support this party also treat most of us like dirt? Like we don't like them anymore, but that doesn't happen. No. Okay. So they do want to represent Trump and they do want to be ignorant and cruel and mean because that's not a bug. That's a feature. They want to be promoted in the right wing movement and being cruel to people 
and demeaning them and treating people that you think are lesser than you like scum of the earth, being an arrogant fuck, that, that's a good thing in that crowd. That gets you promoted. Espousing violence and treating people like shit is a good thing. Fuck your feelings, remember? Right, yeah, I don't get that. So the reason that people don't turn, the, and this is what Jovi said too, like why do all these people that are like middle income, why don't they realize that they're actually fucking poor people? Right, right. So the reason is because Marx called them the petty bourgeoisie. They're the people that are like, believe that they're part of this meritocracy, that they work hard and that someday they're going to be the next Donald Trump. Yeah. That's, they're going to be the next Jeff That's Bezos. just so delus- delusional that it I can't delusional. believe people believe it. But I'm just like, you know, in your day-to-day life, I look at Marshall County, Moundsville all the time because you look at the town of Moundsville and there's really not a lot there other than fast food joints Mm -hmm. there's a walmart different Mm -hmm. different stuff like that and um it's also full of a lot of republicans in that county Mm -hmm. and i'm like how are these the same people that constantly talk shit on the people who stock their grocery shelves and serve them mcdonald's you know Mm -hmm. they talk shit on these people like well they just deserve to be poor because they don't want better for themselves they're not trying hard enough but i'm just like but you also frequent these places and like interact with these people on a daily like how miserable how do you have to be that every person that you come encounter and you know in contact with in your day-to-day life you look at as scum of the earth like they deserve to be in whatever misery they're in because that's the because those anybody who's misery miserable you can't have empathy for them i I can't i just i guess for me maybe it's because i worked in in retail when i was a teenager that when i see people who have long lines and shit like that lady today and the people next to her were being shitty to her i was just like extra nice to her because i'm like i get it you know what I mean? I have sympathy mm-hmm. for you because I'm fucking working class too and I get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm looking at these people next to me and I'm like, they not, they're not wealthy by any means. Like you should sympathize with the working class people. You're treating like garbage. What is wrong with you? Like Because they, in their mindset, they want to believe that everything they have is because they work so hard and anything they don't have is not because their boss isn't paying them enough or not because fucking Jeff Bezos is hoarding all the wealth at the top. It's because those people at the bottom are trying to suck away what they have. Immigrants are trying to take them jo- their jobs. Fucking wel- welfare people are sucking their taxes. If you listen to these people talk, everything they don't have is the blame of people under them. Just like... The people in Germany yeah, blamed. Even if you look at, in, like, again, if you look at the demographics of Marshall County, there's no way just by numbers that those people, based on, like I said, based on the clothes they wear, the cars they drive, mm-hmm. they're clearly not super wealthy. You've got to know that someone in their family or one of their friends is mm-hmm. receiving some type of welfare just, just based on the numbers, mm-hmm. you know? Well, but they'll there's rationalize that. There's such a high number of people that receive food stamps, Medicare, Medicaid, you know, some kind of social service mm-hmm. in that county that when you see anyone there, it's almost a guarantee that if they don't get it, someone they know does. Mm-hmm. So but it's don't like, rationalize that one person in their family who gets it. How many of these people at Trump rallies when they, someone asks them, well, what is it you do? And they're like, well, I'm on disability. It's like, oh, so you're sucking off the system, but I'm a veteran. It's like, okay, it's but you're something. still getting a check. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm I guess working. I just, I can see the logic when rich people, you know, think of, I don't know. I guess I can see the logic because they're in such 
a glass bubble that mm-hmm. they they genuinely just it's like when they ask them like well how much does a loaf of bread cost and they're like i don't know like 11 dollars. like they don't fucking know no. they're so disconnected mm-hmm. but i'm like you people live in it every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. how are you so brainwashed that you're like when it's right in your face mm-hmm. well here's another thing too that's just a cancer real quick. that's a cancer because to society the whole idea of you know meritocracy is well you gotta you have to work for what you have and if you don't have something it's just because you're fucking lazy Okay, now, I, you'll probably remember this from when you were younger. Whenever I would ask for chores to be done, whoever's the, doing the chores wants the other people working too, right? That's just people that don't like work, the people that hate work the most are the first ones to turn around and be disgruntled because no one else is working as hard as them. That's really funny because I can, I can, my brother is like that. Yeah. And I'm not like that. Like if I That's tell him funny. to do dishes, he would come in and start yelling at you and saying like, yeah. you have to do it <laughs> because, and I was trying not to bash on him because I'm not really, but well, I'm just I mean, saying he like, was a, he was a kid. So I and, mean, and he'll admit that he, he, he would rather find a smarter way to do something to work hard. That's just his idea. It's his nature. Right. So, okay, that's fine. Working smarter instead of harder. But sometimes you just got to fucking, you just got to do it. dude. Right. You just got to work hard. Um, but no, the, the, a person who, and that's what it goes back to again, the right wing, the grift, the wanting to take from other people. Cause you just don't want to work. If you have to have a shitty job in West Virginia and fucking work, you hate the people who don't work so fucking bad. People that I know will sit there and say the reason that, um, we, they can't find workers, small businesses can't find workers is because everyone's still getting this extra payout on unemployment. Did bitch that shit ended a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. And they're like, well, how are these people living then? And I'm like, probably the same way they were living before with their parents because they literally can't afford rent. So now they're just working, not working, and still living with their parents where before they were working and living with their parents. Or three people are sharing expenses in a, in a rundown house. That's how. It's not because unemployment and welfare is keeping them high on the hog. Yeah, it's funny as hell. They they kept saying that if they ended that extra unemployment, that that was what would cure the work, the quote unquote worker shortage. And I'm like, man, there's not a worker shortage. There's a livable wage shortage. Yeah. I don't believe that for a minute. And you know what else is crazy When you jump up the price, people will come to work. A lot of these places, I know like I've seen different reports, I shouldn't say reports, different um people are coming out and saying listen i don't understand why this place has a sign up that says oh we have to close on this day because nobody wants to work when they they have applications and they're not calling Mm -hmm. anyone i'm like of Mm -hmm. course because this is you know post pandemic um this is a perfect cop-out for them i was thinking Mm -hmm. that today when we when i had to look up the number and the uh the hours came up for walmart's tire center and i see that walmart is no longer 24 hours which i'm like i give a shit less I really don't care. Is there mm-hmm. really a necessity to need fucking groceries at three o'clock in the morning? Like, whatever. I don't care. But, you know, they claim that that's because of COVID or that's because of worker shortage. And it's like, no, I think you just realized that you could probably get away with not offering that anymore. Right. Like, you could just say that. And like a lot right. of businesses are doing that and it pisses people off. And instead of just owning it and being like, well, listen, that's our least profitable day. So we just close. Mm-hmm. They got to throw a fit. And it's like, maybe, uh, I don't know. It. 
I have to say that maybe our trip and our time in Europe taught me a lesson about how spoiled of an American I was. Mm -hmm. And when I came back, I learned to appreciate and also kind of get the fuck over myself because they don't cater to people like that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. in America, we do we have 24 hour grocery centers and it's like, oh, you close at 11 o'clock now. Well, I'm pissed and a drive through everything. And it's like, man. Maybe I should just plan my day better and not be fucking pissed off that this business closes through these times because it's more profitable for right. them. And if it's more profitable, then, you know, I guess the only thing that pisses me off about that is I'm like, well, if you're going to do that and make more profit, then maybe you could pay your fucking workers a little more. Yep. But and I will say, too, that socialists, I hear people say all the time, well, the re- only one reason someone wants to be a socialist is because they want a big welfare net. So, because they're lazy and don't want to work. And I will tell you this right now. I know a lot of right-wing people. And I know a lot of left-wing people. And the left-wing people I know work their fucking asses off for less money and have a better attitude about their work than people who I know on the right who go to work, piss and moan about their job, or lazy, do as little as they possibly fucking can and always complain about how they want more money. So don't tell me about leftists and socialists being fucking lazy. The idea of socialism is we all put our nose to the grindstone together and we share the, the outcome of our work. That's it. It doesn't mean we're lazy and don't want to work. It just means we believe that if we put forth work, we should own the profit of that work. That's it. You know? And the difference is people on the right seem to believe this ideology that it's all the wealth is just funneled from somewhere and I shouldn't have to work that hard. And it's like, where, what magical fucking thinking do they have that they don't have to work? It's just going to come from somewhere. Right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, that's definitely crazy. I think the only, I look at the, my circle and they're, the left, the left, or I should say Democrat, I wouldn't call them left um, because they have typical Democrat views, which for me is, more uh being a democrat in america is basically like being right wing only the light version like i don't know yes so it's neo it's still conservative yeah like i look at all these these the democrats that i know and most of them are like pretty standard democrats and they also work in fields that are uh, white collar Mm -hmm. um so i do have to say that they're democrats right they are bernie Sanders democrats right i don't know any bernie Sanders democrats other than like my family Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah, I mean, I think that's that's an interesting way to, to look at it, too, is a lot of the people I see there do very important work. They usually have degrees, work in positions that require degrees. Um, they're white-collar jobs. And on the other end, you have, in my conservative circles, people who work more of the blue-collar labor and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know that I notice a difference in productivity, I guess, Um I do tend to find that people in those conservative cir- circles don't have as much education. Um, they don't, it's it's almost like they don't live as well as people on the left. And I don't know if it's just, uh, that's our area where people don't know how to manage money correctly. Because I see some of these people that they make so much money in like the coal mine or, you know, whatever. And they still don't make anything of it. You know, they yeah. don't know how to build their wealth or anything. And I'm like, maybe if they knew how to manage their money better and they got a quality of life that they saw fit, they wouldn't hate on poor people so much. <laughs> like, 
your money's probably actually not all going to taxes. It just doesn't seem like you know how to manage it well. I don't know. I wouldn't say I noticed a difference in productivity, though, in my in my circle. Um, and the people who worked for me, I think, you know, when I worked in retail and stuff, I, I don't think I could judge them based on that because so, so many of them were so young. Mm-hmm. And I think they just repeat the stuff they hear their parents say. They sure. don't really have any opinions of their own yet so i wouldn't judge them on that but i don't know i don't know interesting divide i guess did you hear that biden's gonna investigate the gas prices oh really so he's gonna start at opec i hear that's where all the problems come from well and interestingly because somebody i know on the right was um you know whose business depends um basically on well i mean all businesses the cost of fuel affects your business um you know, and I said to him, well, hey, did you hear Biden is going to, because you always complain about the cost of gas and how it's causing everything, the price of everything to go up. And I said, well, did you hear Biden's going <laughs> to investigate why the gas prices are so high? And, um, of course, he gets all of his news from Fox, whatever. And he's like, well, if, if he'd stop, you know, saying that everything, you know, oil and gas is all terrible, horrible, and it's, you know, shutting the pipelines down and all this and that. And uh, that's what Biden's done. That's what the, that's all he needs to look into to find out why the price of gas is so high. And I said, but, I mean, what has he really done? I mean, yeah, 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 he talks about pollution and the environment and all that stuff. But, I mean, actually, what has Biden done? I was going to say, what pipeline has he shut down? What has Biden done that could be affecting the price of gas right now i mean really what has he done at all well i know but i'm saying like i was trying to ask this person like what specifically has he done that would cause the price of gas to be high right now and he just like looked like confused and um he said well the price of a barrel of oil under trump was 20 dollars and under biden now it's 80 some dollars and so i was like okay i'm gonna go look this shit up okay the reason the price of gas was 20 dollars a gallon when Trump was in office is because we had a fucking pandemic. There was no travel. Mm. There were no businesses running. Plants were shut down. There was no fucking planes flying from place to place. So there was a surplus of fucking oil. Yeah. I I can't even get on board with people complaining about all of that because I feel like when I... I mean, does anybody remember when Bush was president and gas was like almost fucking $5? Like... That shit was wild. I'm like, we're not even, we're not even to 350 yet. Like, what are you guys worried about? You know what's funny? About? Go look, go look at a, a graph because I looked up some graphs. I mean, gas prices dropped astronomically after Bush <laughs> and when Obama took office, but he didn't get credit for the gas prices being low. So why does Biden? I just, I don't. No, get and it. so then I said to him, like, okay, but what happens every holiday? Well, oh yeah, the prices of gas always go up on holidays. I said, but but why? Well, uh, I said, does anything happen different in production, or is there anything that happens around? The well, no, they they just know people's going to be traveling a lot. And I'm like, and they want to make more money, right? Well, yeah. And I'm like, that's what they're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I, there's nothing causing the fucking gas price to be high. You know what it is? People too. I I was laughing the other day because uh, my friend of mine and I were talking to someone who was complaining about the prices of turkeys for Thanksgiving, how there was this turkey shortage. And if you went to the, you went to the grocery store, it was going to be $80 for a turkey and all this shit, which I've seen on Facebook, people sharing it. But I can tell you, I've been to four grocery stores this month and every single one of them 
had lots of turkeys for completely like twenty, thirty dollars. Anyways, it's it's a fucking it's turkey. It's a myth, and I'm like, why are you not looking for this shit in your real, actual life? You just share this <laughs> post, and you're repeating this information. You're creating a national fucking crisis over people not being able to have the, their Thanksgiving dinner. They this American, we got to celebrate the murder of all these fucking turkey Indians. Holocaust. With, like, yeah, like what are you even there's a, there's creating this a turkey panic? Holocaust right now, and you're like. Oh, the price of turkeys going through the roof because of Biden. And I'm just like, bro, what are you even fucking And anyways, everybody about? gets a free fucking turkey from their workplace or you get it from a charity. Like, That's does anybody I'm ever pretty bought sure a turkey? I just, for- I'm pretty sure I just got a mailer from the casino <laughs> by my house that was like, come, come in here, get a free turkey. I'm like, apparently there is not a turkey, a turkey shortage. Yeah. Like, go, go fucking look with your own eyes. The same thing with this. I mean... <laughs> Again, we, we live in West Virginia, and I've been to some grocery stores in Ohio, so maybe it's just not in our area, but this whole thing like, oh, the shelves are empty. But I haven't seen that at all either. No, that's a I've that's not bullshit. seen any of that. Oh, and but, even uh, funnier is people post pictures of these empty shelves, and they're like, this is America. This is the, this is what happens to America if they if they turn our country into a socialist. You know, right. I'm like, this is literally happening under capitalism right now. Right. Oh, so I said that to somebody about our healthcare system because somebody's complaining about how they wanted to make an appointment for someone in their family and it took them like two months it to took get me an appointment. two months to get into a gi yeah, yeah. and i said um yeah i know and you know they always talk about this stuff happening under socialism and they all like looked at me because they're all like right-wing people and i was like but no it's happening right now <laughs> under <laughs> under our system i didn't say capitalism or so, but i was like you know they always say this happens under socialized medicine but like it's happening right now. It's been it's been happening for a while, and it and they're they don't just know staring do, at me yeah. like I don't so, like yeah. what you're saying right now. But yeah, I love but confronting people with that. It's just simply like asking them, well, what exactly makes you form that opinion? Because it's very clear that like so many people are in echo chambers, and I see the left do it too. I ask people shit like that all the time. Oh, yeah. They repeat things that are clearly like from CNN, and I'm like, yeah, well, what makes you think that? And they're just like, it's like a robot malfunctioning. Like they just don't. don't. And I'm like, we need to normalize. Does not compute. Does just not compute. Not pretending to know about shit that you don't know anything about. Like, I went in to have my tires changed, and they're like, do you want new valves? And I'm like, looking over at Doug, like, <laughs> do I need those? I don't fucking know what I need. You're like, no, my heart's fine. Thank like, you. I just fu- the tires. I, I have no fucking idea what you're tired. I could walk into a garage and they'll be like, oh, we need to put premium oil in this. It's going to be $400. And I'd be like, okay, I don't know if that's right. Because I don't pretend to fucking know about it. Okay. So I don't know why the mechanic that's changing my oil wants to talk to me about how Biden's making the gas prices. I'm like, shut the fuck. You don't know what you're talking about. Just right. admit it. It's fine. You can ask questions. Like, I just never get that. I'm willing to admit that I'm so fucking ignorant about so many things I should probably know about. I don't even know if I could change my tire. Mm-hmm. But like I can't imagine preaching at somebody who takes all their interest, like spending time in the garage. I can't imagine going to them and be like, no, you're wrong. No. And here's <laughs> another thing too. Like, so I agree with you that people need to look at their surroundings and try to be less biased about what they see in their surroundings, including me. But, um, you know... Our standardized media, the New York Times, which we tend to think of as a standard. I don't read the New York Times. Mostly because they charge you to read their website. And I'm like, right. fuck you. There's yeah, a million no. other news sites. Um, but but they, all, most of our established news media, even the ones, the Time Magazine, like all these ones, at one time or another were used by the government to spread propaganda. So I don't really think any of them 
do anything without a motive, you know? So I just try to figure out what makes sense, common sense, you know, get the facts, the, the objective facts that you, that's either true or not true. Like I went on Snopes because I wanted to find out if that Rosenbaum guy was really a pedophile. And I, I read like 16 fucking paragraphs in Snopes before, and they never talked about it yet. And I quit reading it because I'm like, if you got to give this much backstory before you answer the fucking question that you put on your title, then yeah, obviously it's a yes I mean, or no not question. That it, not was that he a pedophile? Was he not a pedophile? Period. End of story. Like it's a simple not that it's relevant question. at all. I said the same thing about it's not the whole... relevant to whether Kyle Rittenhouse had a right to shoot him. But if it's being spread by somebody, I want to know, is it true or not? Hmm. You know, yeah, I just I mean, want to know, that. is it true? It could because he's already a victim, right? So are we victimizing him second time by lying about him? That I want to know. That's where a lot of hypocrisy comes into because if if that is true about him um, and people are defending him, I mean, I guess I said this, I said this and I didn't get a lot of backlash for it and I was afraid I would when we talked about George Floyd because I'm a, I am a huge supporter of Chauvin being in fucking jail, in prison, wherever. Mm-hmm. He committed a crime that deserves to be, he deserves to be there. Yes. He needed to be held accountable for his clear wrongs. But all the people building statues or wearing T-shirts or making murals of George Floyd and using him as the, you know what I mean? I, I didn't agree with that either because I'm just like, he also had victims. And that's totally irrelevant to the fact that he was himself a victim of this crime. Mm-hmm. But like, what about the people that he victimized as well? We can't turn people into martyrs. That It's not black and white. I get that there's there's gray areas just because... I feel like a or lot of Breonna times... Breonna Taylor should have been the one. Sh- and that's what I mean. Why not use her or Elijah McClain? Elijah McClain. Perfect fucking victim. You can't have a more perfect victim. But like they picked the one person that was controversial. And, and maybe they did that because it's supposed to set the guideline that it doesn't matter if you had criminal things in your past that you can... You know what I mean? But he was a victim. I don't ever argue that. I just also no, think that... No, the media picks the people that it's not a clear you can make case it because con- they controversial, want us to fight yeah. with it, each yeah. other about it. I just think that... Uh, that there's not a lot of consideration for the Philando people that Castile. he may have hurt in you know? that. I mean, but, um, there's a lot of people that, you know, deserve the to be more called a martyr than George Floyd. But, right. But it's but just, it's all irrelevant. It's it is all irrelevant. irrelevant. It depends on what the circumstances were right then and there. And thankfully, a jury of 12 people did decide that Chauvin needed to go to jail. Yeah, thank God for that. But anyway, better wrap this up. I'm running over my time here. Okay. Hopefully, we'll be back with you next week. Um, I don't have anything. I think we're, we're going to start doing something about, um, th- this recent books that you've been reading Nazis and about Nazis in America. Um, maybe doing an episode on Alan Dulles soon. I don't know. We'll have to scoop it over and see. And we still haven't done our last part of the Iran Contra, which is about the drug trade. Oh yeah. Fuck, I forgot that. Yeah. We Man. finished up Iran Contra, but we did want to go into more about like Gary Webb and the drug trade. And, uh, what's the other guy's name? Just kind of open that can of worms back up. And Casolario, the other guy. but It's like it was talked about a lot. And then, you know what I mean? Like people have forgotten about it. And I just want to revisit it. Time to hash it out. I love to blame Ronald Reagan for stuff. So I'm down any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate that bastard. <laughs> like, all right, guys. That's all for this week. This is Juke signing off. And this is Mick signing off.